0: I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things.
1: Ain't that the truth.
0: Hey, Sarah. Hey, Bri. Why did the vampire subscribe to the New York Times? I don't know, Bri. Why did he? Because he heard it had great circulation. Ba-dum-bum. I love <laughs> that one.
1: <laughs> hey, Bri. Hey. What kind of music do mummies listen to?
0: I don't know. What do they listen to? Rap. Oh, my God. W-R-A-P. <laughs> Rap. So, as
1: we were uh, uploading our podcast to the various subscription services last week, I realized that there's no horror subcategory anywhere. Uh, everyone and their mother has a true crime podcast these days, so true ki- crime Oh my god, what's wrong with me? True crime gets its own subcategory. Uh there's you know arts and culture and all these other things, but there wasn't anywhere that we really fit. So we figured why not comedy and we'll just add some comedy to each episode because why not?
0: Yeah. And I think the jokes they I mean they might be corny but I think they're hilarious.
1: <laughs> I love a good howl oween joke. Uh I like it. You get it because it's spelled (laughs) howl.
0: (laughs) Shall we get into our booze news? We
1: should. What do you have for us, Brie?
0: Well, on Thursday, the uh, Midsummer Scream did a live stream uh, with a couple of artists that they have um, as vendors at the event. So I thought that was kind of nice that they are kind of, you know, periodically doing these uh, live streams with people just to kind of keep everyone in good spirits, even though, you know, there's no Midsummer Scream. <laughs> um, but uh, the Lively Ghosts, they were doing a uh, basically, there's, let me backtrack, sorry. There's a couple of artists that are getting together and trying to raise money for um, it's a mental uh, health awareness month um so I'm, we're coming near the end here in may and uh basically the, a bunch of the artists got together and they are trying to raise money um to support uh you know mental health.
1: Awareness. such an important yes. subject matter because it's something that's just been so heavily stigmatized for so long and i mean you go and, and get a physical and go to your doctor and get checked out you get your your Body checked out why wouldn't you do the same thing and make sure that your mind's in order as well
0: exactly so i'm just it, it's really great that they're you know they're doing this um lively ghosts are a part of that and they are doing um 20 off everything um the last days um well i should mention for all of these the last days the 24th so when this gets posted um it may be over but maybe that hopefully they'll extend it Oh, it's today! Oh my God, <laughs> I just realized it was today. <laughs>
1: Hi, Brie. Good morning. <laughs> but if nothing else, and even if the sale is is over, please support yes. local spooky artists because, especially during a pandemic, where are we all turning to to not lose our minds? We're turning to the arts. so and, and these are some of the folks that are the most severely impacted financially during this time. So support spooky artists. And also, if you are financially able to, please support any mental health-related organizations that you can, because that's so critically important, especially while everyone is self-isolating. And not everyone is fortunate to have a job right now. Not everybody is fortunate enough to have a, a family or a significant other that they're happy with. And this is a really tough time for everybody. So be sure to support that as well.
0: Yeah. Um, I know that the um, Midsummer Scream mentioned it on their IG page. So please check them out. There's a, hopefully, you know, they still have some things going on and help to support the, the rest of this month for Mental Awareness Month.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and in other exciting news, uh, Scream 5 is going Ooh. to happen so excited for this uh I, I am a little sad that you know obviously the, the great west craven is no longer with us and, and will not be around for it but from what i've read everyone is really going to do their best to try to make sure that it stays true to his vision and his legend um and nev campbell and david arquette have both signed on to be in it i'm so excited so this about is that. really exciting
0: well because you know dewey he just never dies dewey <laughs> When you think he's dead, he, he just pops he, out of the bushes. Not.
1: Spoiler alert, he not. Uh, and then also James Vanderbilt, who wrote uh, Zodiac, and then Guy Busick, who wrote Ready or Not, which, Ooh. if subtle plug, not so subtle plug, if you haven't seen Ready or Not, please see it it's so damn funny yeah so entertaining great i i loved it i was cracking up in the theater i dragged poor jared to go see it with me he was not even remotely as amused as i was uh but it was great i loved
0: it it was really good
1: um but he wrote ready or not and also castle rock so i have high hopes for this screenplay and and i really hope that they do it justice i'm really
0: excited for this yeah me too when i heard that i was like yes (laughs)
1: and also continuing on with our movie news uh, The Shining has a birthday this month happy 40th birthday to The Shining Uh, the movie not the book uh, the book was written, I think, what, 77?
0: Yeah. Pretty it's sure? Little, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and then, obviously, the movie came out in 80. So, happy 40th birthday to The Shining. Uh, celebrate by watching the two-disc special edition, which also includes a making-of-the-film documentary oh. on the end. and for for critical or not critical why can't i brain i had three cups of coffee so i really should be more on point than this <laughs> uh for for any huge fans of of the shining you know that stephen king absolutely hated the movie uh and just completely trashed it but <laughs> i'm sorry stanley kubrick did a great job it was, I liked it. it was one of the greatest horror movies of all time i absolutely loved it um And I understand why he hated it because it was so far off of the book.
0: Yeah, very true.
1: Celebrate by watching the movie. There's also a lot of really great merch that's out there. I feel like there's a lot of different artists that have um, the quote unquote hotel fabric. So the carpet fabric from when Danny's riding through the hallways
0: and
1: starts seeing all the spooky stuff. Um, And then also there's some great room 237 keychains and such for the overlook that you can get. Uh, And also there's a board game.
0: Oh, I think we have to play that
1: when quarantine's over. We're having a shining board game night. That sounds amazing. I don't know what's entailed in it, but I just saw it and I'm probably going to have to buy it.
0: Just as long as there's no elevator doors opening with blood coming out.
1: I mean, sacrifices must be made.
0: (laughs) I've got wood floors in most of the house. It's fine. Okay. fine. (laughs) Um there's some new horror arrivals on Netflix uh starting next month. So we'll have Silence of the Lambs, Ooh. The Zodiac, which we just mentioned. <laughs> um Cape Fear, Priest, The Car, The Boy. If you guys haven't seen that and you get scared of creepy dolls, you definitely want to watch The Boy. Um <laughs> <laughs> um uh Hannibal, the show Hannibal that was on NBC. Um, you'll be able to see all the seasons um, for that and the darkness and then dark skies. And also the second season of the order will be starting on uh, June 16th. And if you haven't watched it, I've watched it kind of binged it. It's pretty good. Nice. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, Also a preview um, for an IFC midnight movie, the relic. Mm -hmm. If you guys haven't watched that trailer, It looks pretty creepy.
1: (laughs) I'm really excited for this.
0: Yeah, July 10th, it's supposed to be slated to come out. Um, I mean, I'm just watching it, and I kind of read a little bit of the synopsis, and it's basically a horror movie, but more so talking about the horrors of Dementia. So it, I, I don't know. I think that sounds really cool. Any, anyone who has had a,
1: uh, a relative who's had dementia, you know how truly terrifying that
0: can be at times. Yeah. It's, I mean, just alone, it's a scary thing to mm-hmm. forget everything. But I think it's kind of creative the way that they are taking that and making it, you know, kind of like a, an evil entity. So I think it'll be cool to see where they go with that. Great.
1: <laughs> All right. And- For today, we have a very special guest joining us. One of our best ghoul friends, Daniella.
2: Hi. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) So this week's theme is uh, virtual haunted tours because we're all stuck in quarantine. And there's a lot of spooky things that we would all love to be doing right now. But unfortunately, we can't while shelter in place orders are... In effect, so we're gonna run through a few different spooky virtual tours that you can take while you're stuck at home and keep the spirit of the spooky alive.
0: Yeah. Um. So should I start? Yes. Start first. All right. <laughs> well, I'm gonna talk about the Queen Mary. Um. If some of you haven't been there, I've actually taken the haunted encounters t- encounters tour. Um. Last last year. Um. Actually, during Midsummer Scream, I actually stayed there. Um, after experiencing that, I don't know if I'll stay there again. (laughs) I've experienced some things. I'm just going to let you guys know. (laughs) Um, but anyway, they're on their unofficial YouTube page. Um, they have a, um, part one and, um, or three part series of the Encounters tour that pretty much I took, um, last year. And just my experience with it, I thought it was really good. I mean, other than telling about, the haunted history, uh, he also, our, our tour guide also talked about just regular, um, general history about the ship that maybe, you know, some of us didn't know after researching. Um, so I'll just kind of go into a little bit, I guess, my experience of the tour. Um, first we passed by, uh, my room on the way to another room, (laughs) which kind of freaked me out. I, I, didn't enjoy that part of that and pretty much like one door away we walked in and we were inside the infirmary um so that was pretty awesome I was pretty much sleeping next door to the infirmary no wonder I felt weird things going on
1: (laughs) it's not like anything bad happens in the infirmary
0: uh I mean other than people just dying I mean
1: (laughs) we're all gonna die someday
0: I mean yeah but I mean I would have liked to not have slept next to that I'm just saying. <laughs> just make friends with all the ghosties. Yeah, so um, an interesting uh, thing that he told us about the infirmary. I mean, not only, obviously, the, the sick and the dying were there, but that's also where they would keep the stowaways. And most of them would actually commit suicide because they knew that once they got off the ship, once it got to their destination, that they were going to jail. So he told me there is a lot of um, people... There's still ways they would commit suicide because they didn't want to go to jail. Bro, just go to jail. Yeah, I was like, I would take the jail. (laughs) I mean, you got a free ride. (laughs) So once you get out of jail, you're going to be in your destination. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how jail was back then. And also, I've never been in jail. I don't know. It could be
1: any worse than it is today, man.
0: (laughs) I mean, I've seen some of those shows online um, on different like reality shows. And I mean, it looks pretty bad, but I mean,
1: it's no picnic.
0: Right. um but uh, one of the most famous rooms that we pass by is the stateroom b340 i don't know if you guys heard the stories before no one but
1: stays the night
0: in yeah well you can stay the night well now. you can but no one makes it for Isn't there amazing for, for, for that the there for was. the awesome price of 4.99 per night <laughs> Ooh.
1: yeah and uh D brought up a good point. Uh, for Dark Harbor, the Queen Mary's big haunt celebration every oh. year, there is actually a maze called...
0: Room B340. B340, yep.
1: inspired by that room.
0: And it's very creepy. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if any of you haven't been to Dark Harbor, a lot of their mazes are on the ship in these haunted locations. So it makes it even <laughs> more creepier. <laughs> like the one where you pass by the... Um, the pool
1: oh lullaby yeah lullaby Lullaby, yeah
0: yeah well and on the tour they talked about that we actually got to go to the um first class pool famous hot spot also for scary and creepy things happening um they've said that it's basically like a paranormal vortex like just weird things happen when uh, guests or people who are cleaning they have just experienced like really weird things in the um the first class pool um dressing room. They've seen people walk in and out like they're jumping in the pool from there um but most famously, there's a little girl just walking around, you know trying to play with people. <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> Count me out for spooky children. Yeah,
2: it's always and, kids,
0: man. And they're actually trying to get that pool grandfathered in, um, to fill it back up. I don't know about you, but no. I would not swim in that pool. No, <laughs> I don't care if they rip it out and <laughs> build it back up again.
1: Oh, what was that movie with uh, Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer? What lies oh, beneath? What lies yeah, beneath. it's like remember what happened and the grant this that was a lake not a pool but still scary things happen underwater exactly out
0: yeah Mm -hmm. I was like no and I'm not a good swimmer anyway not the best Mm -mm. so I don't think that's safe (laughs) for me personally (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah we passed through there and I've I I took lots of pictures because of course you know I'm trying to see if I can see anything (laughs) later when I go back through my photos but I mean doing it on your phone I guess doesn't really give you many little apparitions to see, but (laughs) Um, another place that we uh, passed by was the, um, the Queen Mary engine room. Um, You could see that on the regular uh, tour as well, but you don't get the story about the famous door 13, uh, which a man was, they say either he was crushed or it cut him in half. Oh, Yeah. They don't really know exactly what happened or, how he got there, but um, yeah, it, he just got stuck, and yeah, either was crushed or cut in half. And he also ended up in the infirmary, so that was just adding on more to why I didn't want to stay in the room I was in.
1: <laughs> but if you're cut in half, there's nothing that the infirmary can do to help you.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they put him there. I mean, it's crazy Maybe they just had to before they, until they docked somewhere, I guess. I don't know.
2: Gotta put you somewhere.
0: <laughs> it's always love those
2: scenes in movies where people get cut in half and they're, like, still
0: kind of alive. And you're like,
1: like how is this happening <laughs> <laughs> Happen here?
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Maybe he was still... Okay, I'm not going to get into nope. the detail. Never mind. <laughs> because that's just putting an image in my mind right now. <laughs> um, uh, Other places, the boiler room... Um, supposedly there is this evil ghost that will scratch the workers and they, you know, leave this like three marks and according, like if you read a lot about like ghosts and evil ghosts, uh, the three scratches means that it's like, like super duper evil. Apparently it's
1: mocking the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Happens in threes, like knocks and such, like 3am being the witching hour versus 3pm.
0: They're freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I will tell you this. When I was down there, when I was taking video and taking pictures, I didn't think I would catch something. But when I went to my room later and was looking back at all the photos and, you know, trying to edit and whatnot, um, I don't know if you know this, but you know, on iPhone it does this thing where it's like a live photo. Mm-hmm. So it'll kind of do like a little bit of a video before you actually snap the picture. And in this particular photo that I took in the boiler room, I saw a little white orb like coming up in the back, like dark area. And needless to say, that freaked me out even more. And- this is
1: just like reason 1429 why I don't have an iPhone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't need ghosts on my um, iPhone. So, I mean, uh, I
2: still have that picture though. <laughs> spoiler, Samsung does that too. God
1: it. Oh, so yeah.
0: Well, check your photos. <laughs>
1: Never going back through my 900 cat
0: and dog photos ever again. Um, but, oh, actually, sorry. Going back to um, stateroom B340, um, this room was closed down for a really long time. Now you can stay there. But it has it they just recently opened it back up so you know they have a ouija board in there if you're you know interested
1: oh because why not yeah
0: <laughs> make it make it more interesting for you <laughs> um but not only is it it's a little pricey but um if you like i said they have the ouija board in there they have a crystal ball they have tarot cards just to kind of give you more of a little fun overnight hot experience um but um there has been stories where you know, maids would come in and clean the room and then they would come back the next day and everything was just destroyed and no one was staying in there. Um, there's been maids running out screaming from the room because someone touched them or scratched them. Um, guests who stayed there, uh, didn't last a night, like maybe like two hours. Um, they've had people check out and never wanted to come back ever again or they would just move rooms. I I, I feel like if I was in that room and something happened, I probably wouldn't stay there.
1: <laughs> it's not and you know, shockingly it's not that expensive because I know for, for Midsummer Scream this year before it was cancelled, rest in peace Midsummer Scream twenty twenty. Uh, mm. we were talking about staying the night because we bought the, the three day gold backpass. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about staying the night and going in the on the ghost hunting tour. We and they're gonna go
2: all out, man. We are, yeah. I know.
1: <laughs> uh, so we were talking about staying in B three forty and it wasn't that expensive. It sleeps four. And okay. if, we sp- yeah, if we split it between, you know, the three of us and then a friend, it would have been like a hundred bucks per person. Oh, yeah. Very yeah, it affordable. was only, yeah, it was only like 400 bucks a night to stay in that room. So
0: I mean, because honestly, who would stay there by themselves? Well, <laughs> the video that you
2: posted on YouTube with the people like just even going into the room and starting to feel queasiness and mm-hmm. nausea and just that overwhelming feeling of sickness. I feel like that would happen to me if I stepped into that room. It's either yeah. ghost or mold. Right. <laughs> Hopefully ghosts. (laughs) It's one of
0: the two. (laughs) But I I would say, like, overall, uh, my stay there, it was fun. I mean, I'm glad I did the Haunted experience. I mean, I hate that they passed my room on the way to somewhere. But, I mean, it was just cool in general to learn the history. And I got to see a little bit more of what we don't see when we're kind of going through the mazes um, during Dark Harbor. Because I know... They set up a lot of those mazes, and I actually kind of like saw a little bit of the back <laughs> the back scenes for for that. Um, I mean, obviously the mazes weren't fully set up, but it, it was just creepy to know that like we were actually walking in, you know, like most of the haunted areas during one of their mazes. So that's yeah. All the staircases are so narrow. And oh, it's, very it's tight th- when you're going through. And the it's boat hot, and it's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I thought it would be cold considering, like, going, you know, to, like, the haunted areas. But, yeah, it, I was sweating.
1: <laughs> All the ghosts moving around keep it warm.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, anyway, if you feel like you want to go and experience what I felt, I mean, like I said, it was a good time. The The bar that's there is really cool. They had karaoke. So I had to have a few drinks and do a little bit of karaoke before I went to sleep in that room. <laughs> but um and um they also have a buffet, um, a brunch and you get to um, sit on the top deck and um you have like a beautiful view of you know beautiful long beach and the the ocean um they also offer a couple of other little things um you have the paranormal uh, shipwalk uh, which is at night also they do uh, paranormal investigations where you actually go in these places with the lights off. Not my cup of tea, but somebody else might like that. <laughs> and also they do um, Illusions of the Past with um, Aiden Sinclair, who is a magician and an apparitionist. So there's a couple other things that you can check out with the Queen Mary. And also Dark Harbor. Haven't heard anything about them yet, but I mean, we'll I, see. I personally
1: will be shocked if they're able to do Dark Harbor. Right. Yeah. Um, Especially because it's
0: so small. Like the Yeah. And, and a lot I think of that's people. the biggest issue a lot of these Places are having
2: is just having so many people in a space at yeah. at one time. So. Yeah,
1: like I could see maybe doing because they do have well. And to to brief point, there's what four mazes on the boat, right? Mm-hmm. At least, yeah. So if they had, I could see potentially not doing the ones on the boat because you're in such confined spaces. Yeah, right. And there's you know it's a big steel ship. There's zero ventilation. Um, but maybe the ones that they have outside on that big boardwalk section. Right, but. And then I, if they social distance, you know, maybe exactly. let
2: really small groups in at a yeah. time, which they should be doing anyway, because yeah. who wants to run into each other when we're going through? Oh, oh some of yeah. the, Especially <laughs> last year,
1: it was just so packed, and the the line control was not spectacular. So you're basically just slow walking. And you're like on thing. top of everybody. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and that's not fun for anybody. No. So I, I hope that if, they, if a lot of these haunts do happen that they social distance the lines because not only is it going to keep everybody safe, it's going to make the
0: experience so much better for everybody. 100%.
1: So Brie, you mentioned that your virtual tour can be found on YouTube.
0: Yes. So it will be, it's uh, basically the Queen Mary has a three parts. It's on their unofficial, it's called unofficial Queen Mary page on YouTube. And they have a three part series of basically the tour that I took, which was the, um, not the paranormal investigations, sorry. <laughs> um, the, ah, uh, oh, I just had the name, sorry. Uh, Haunted Encowers, Encounters, sorry. Right on. <laughs> and so you'll be able to see that. And it's actually the same tour guide I had that's in this video. So that's pretty cool.
1: Awesome. <laughs> And one of the other ones that I picked, uh, Peanut Dog actually just came up here and I think the microphone caught some of her sigh, but it was cute. We'll leave it in. She's going to help me talk about haunted New Orleans. Ooh. Uh, so I found this one from I Love Um and they include a lot of the history of New Orleans and then they include a good spooky walkthrough. Um, so there's just, there's so much history yeah. in that town. It's 300 years old. There, there's too much to talk about all at once, but they do go through a few really nice highlights. Um, so if any of this information is is helpful and you love it, this is Sarah and I'm giving you the quick tour. If any of it's wrong or you don't like it, my name is New Orleans Haunted History <laughs> Tours because that's who did the walkthrough. <laughs> so they, they kind of start out by talking about the lower French Quarter and... Some interesting bits of history that I didn't know. Uh, most of the original French Quarter burned down in 1788 uh, in a fire. So 856 of the 1,100 buildings that were in that town all burned down. Oh. And yeah, and the main reason being they were built out of cypress wood, which is great for floods, but it's also super oily. So great for floods, oh, yeah. horrible for fires. Oh, no. Yeah, so burns. just went poof. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, uh, literally. <laughs> one of, like, a damn dinner box. Um, And then a second major fire happened in 1794 that started a block from the first fire. Oh. And it burned down another 200 buildings.
2: They just Jeez. can't catch a break, can they?
1: No, like, terrible <laughs> Uh, so, apparently, and, and this was great for me that I learned, uh, the brick and stucco that's the big style that New Orleans is famous for is all Spanish influence. There's actually only three French buildings left in the lower French quarter, uh, and they're all built, then they're built out of wood, so... Interesting fact that I didn't know. The other cool thing that uh, a lot of these buildings had is they have little spikes that are on the external molding on the outside of the building. Ooh. And then mm. there was also a shot that they showed that had these little pitchforks. Like it, it literally looked like somebody <laughs> had stuck a bunch of goddamn tridents and they're out at the top of the buildings. So uh, sh- apparently the tour guide said that those are called Romeo spikes mm. and they were all built by families that had daughters so it was right <laughs>
0: I'm like, hmm. sounds like something i would do if i had kids to,
1: to keep all the boys out
0: that's so funny don't do know how many
1: young gentlemen uh had some uncomfortable experiences on the trying road. to hop that uh fence yeah <laughs> watch the tour that looks really uncomfortable um so that was that was also something that was super interesting and then uh The tour guide also talked about a lot of the big funeral processions that New Orleans is known for. And, you know, we all think of, like, the big parades with the umbrellas and so forth. Well, apparently, uh, the old style of funerals were less procession-y and more everybody just kind of wandered going down different paths to the cemeteries to cause spirit confusion. So that the evil spirits that were potentially following people wouldn't follow everybody to the cemetery.
2: Hmm. Right? Super interesting. Yeah, that is interesting.
1: They also stopped by uh, the Andrew Jackson Hotel, which you can actually stay in, and it's not super expensive, so maybe uh, post-quarantine, when everything opens back up, it would be a good spot to stay at. Uh, Apparently, it was formerly a school for boys, and... Uh, my whole uh, Haunted New Orleans tour apparently isn't about nothing but fire, because this isn't the last time I'm going to mention this. Uh, <laughs> a fire broke out in the building and everybody that's inside or that was inside died. Wow. All the boys, everybody So now that it was built as the Andrew Jackson Hotel, you can stay there. And for a while, it was an adults only hotel uh, that has since changed. But even when it was an adults only hotel, people would hear little footsteps of kids and and giggling and laughter of kids. Oh, no. It's always the kids. Like, (laughs) kids are just creepy in general. Sorry, Daniella. (laughs) You have to make sure your kid's not creepy. No,
2: what do you mean? She's going to be spooky as fuck.
0: so true
1: yeah you could hear uh apparently you can hear the kids running up and down the halls and giggling and so forth uh the other thing that the tour guide mentioned and I don't know if this is true because when this original school burned down, I don't know that TVs were in existence, but supposedly if you leave your TV on at night and whatever channel you're watching, it'll be flipped to cartoon network because what? the kids will take the remote and start scrolling through channels. And I'm like, this sounds great and creepy, but also did these kids know what television was and how to use remote? I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: I was like, wait,
2: wait what Te- time period was this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. When did television come out? Exactly. And it's if a- it was
0: a, an adults only hotel at some point, I mean, I don't know, I like to watch cartoons sometimes, but I mean, that's like the last thing on my mind, especially if I'm in New Orleans, I don't even think I'd probably watch much TV I anyway. I mean, even going to Vegas, the last thing you're like, hey,
2: I'm going to go up in my hotel room and turn on cartoons. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just kind of like, yeah, like, how would they even I don't know. know? It was, it was okay. a,
2: great, a great
1: story, but I have so many questions. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess we'll just have to stay there and find out. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be um, on the outside, though.
1: <laughs> uh, and another stop on this virtual tour they talk about is the Delphine LaLaurie house uh, so for those of you that were uh, American Horror Story coven Ooh. aficionados this was uh, Kathy Bates character and and there's a lot of fiction around her life, but there's also a lot of really terrifying fact. Yes. Um, so she was initially born Delphine McCarty, and she was a white French Creole woman whose family had plantation land all around the city, and she was one of the richest women in the United States. Um, she had m- more money than she knew what to do with. Uh, She's married three times, and she was known as this gracious hostess and a leader amongst town social society, but she was such a dark and twisted woman she was an absolutely horrible slave owner um and she was known for torturing and and beating her slaves there's one story about a woman who actually still haunts this house um who was, was witnessed running from Delphine who was chasing her with a bullwhip. And rather than stopping and facing the beating that was coming for her, she dove off of the roof of the house and into the courtyard steps below.
2: Oh, um, oh, wow.
1: And it said that her ghost still haunts that house. So awful, awful woman. And it's super, super haunted building. And a fun fact uh, for those of you, Nicholas Cage fans, which there probably aren't many uh, <laughs> in the late two thousands, he actually owned that house. Oh, okay. God. Tell Sorry. me I'm wrong.
2: <laughs> Tell
0: um, me I'm wrong. Oh, we're not. <laughs> but I also I want to know like what was his purpose for buying that house?
2: I
1: mean well he's like, kind of a weird person. I mean, why I did get... why did Trent Reznor buy the Manson house on Cielo Drive? Like why do people do oh, these things? Okay. Never mind. Some people just <laughs> just don't know when to quit.
0: Yeah. Ugh. <laughs>
1: Um, and obviously we can't talk about New Orleans without talking about voodoo. Oh, uh,
0: the best can't
1: part. do it. So, uh, New Orleans actually have, uh, has three different types of voodoo that are practiced within the city. Hmm. Uh, African, Haitian, and what is called New Orleans plantation voodoo. Um, and each of these apparently has an element of Catholicism that's kind of sprinkled into it. Oh,
0: that's interesting. So
1: the reason why it's got so many different types is obviously because of the rich culture and history of that city. So uh, a lot of it came from the African slave, slave trade, sadly. Um, and then also something that I didn't realize are there were 10,000 Haitian refugees that fled during the Haitian revolution that flocked to the city. Oh, um, so wow. that's where that element of it comes from. Yeah. I, I learned so much from this tour and obviously we can't talk about voodoo without talking about Marie Laveau. Oh. Also again, for uh, American horror story aficionados, this would be Angela Bassett, who I'm pretty sure is a vampire because <laughs> she
0: doesn't age. legit, And she looks so good when when i grew up i would like to be angela bassett (laughs) teach me angela bassett you're gorgeous
1: um so she was obviously a dedicated practitioner of voodoo and also a catholic Hmm. as as i found out on this tour um and she's also a well-known healer and herbalist and uh this piece of the american horror story story is true uh, she actually started a beauty parlor where she was a hairdresser for some of the wealthier families in new orleans Ooh. oh wow i didn't know that and also there's a lot of dispute apparently amongst uh how much of her career as a practitioner can actually be substantiated because she would there's obviously marie Laveau the first but then she had two daughters also named Marie Laveau and Marie
0: Laveau. <laughs> oh boy!
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that.
0: I didn't know that either. Uh,
1: so she was incredibly perceptive, uh, and she actually was really great at obtaining inside information on some of her wealthier patrons. Um, and she also was known for instilling fear in some of their service or, or their servants, who she either uh, threatened or paid off to get some of this info. Uh, so really interesting life um so there's there's just so much that's not well known and so much of this is is either fiction or legend and it's hard to tell you know what's what's true and what's not but there's a lot of really great stories about her so i highly recommend you know doing this virtual tour and then also reading up on her as well and her grave is actually in st louis cemetery number one so there's a legend that says that if you visit her tomb and you draw an X on the side of it uh, you can she'll actually grant you a wish so oh. you write the X on the tomb you turn around three times you knock on it yell out your wish and then if it's granted you come back and you have to circle it and leave her an offering
2: what kind of offering oh
1: I don't know. <laughs> You have to leave something. Um, So super interesting. But you can actually Google pictures of Marie Laveau's tomb. And it is so covered in all of these X's. Like, it's crazy.
0: That's kind of a bummer, though, too. I know. It's awful.
2: (laughs) Yeah, desecrating the
0: grave. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So back in March of 2015, uh, you can no longer publicly access that cemetery. You have to have a tour guide that takes you through it. Uh, Reason being, everybody continues to vandalize and and deface all of these tombs. Um, So in order to protect not only Marie Laveau's tomb, but also a lot of the other ones that are in that cemetery, they're now only available by guided tour. You can't just publicly walk into it anymore. Oh,
0: that's good to know.
1: Yeah. And then the last couple of pieces from this tour that were super interesting uh, are surrounded kind of by uh, the yellow fever that... Broke out and plagued the city, uh, and then also some of the the tombs and the graves in the above ground cemeteries. So a little, yellow fever was really rampant in New Orleans as a result of how water was stored. So primarily being stored in cisterns, and it's super hot and super humid, which yep. what critters love: hot, and humid, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. <laughs> so gross. Um, So in the summer of 1853, more than 10 percent of the New Orleans population died from yellow fever. Uh, The morgues were so over capacity that they actually had to store bodies out in the middle of the streets. Uh, And sadly, this is how a lot of people found their relatives because they just couldn't keep track And also, uh, due to a shortage of doctors and nurses that just couldn't keep up with this pestilence, uh, some, as the tour guide put it, mistakes were made. And some people were pronounced dead without actually being dead.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no.
1: Yeah. So, uh, as a lot of these people were put in above-ground cemeteries... Uh, This is the interesting part. I didn't realize that this was actually a Spanish style of burial. I thought that uh, bodies were stored in these above ground tombs because of all the flooding and such. Mm, But according to this tour guide, that's not the case. So people were put in all of these above ground crypts. And if you notice, she said when you go into the cemetery, they're about 10 to 20 degrees hotter than outside of the cemetery because... They didn't embalm bodies. All, yeah, all that they would do was put them in these above-ground mausoleums that were all, you know, stone, seal them up, and these all act, because it gets so hot there, it's they would, yeah, they would get to be like 300 degrees inside oh. of these above ground crypts. So they would seal these off for a year and a day. And then when Oof. they would go back, all that would be left is ash and bone. Oh, wow. They basically act as above ground crematoriums. That's and crazy. I'm
0: having a visual.
1: Yeah. So here's where this ties into, into the yellow fever problem. Uh, because there were so many people that were pronounced dead that weren't really dead a year and a day later when they would go back in to unseal these tombs there would be claw marks on the inside from people that were being cooked alive and trying to get oh out. Oh right? God. So creepy right? So they took a page out of England's book during the plague and whenever a body came into the morgue they tied bell to the toe. So this is where uh, the phrase saved by the bell came from. No, it didn't come from uh, Mario and it didn't come from what? Zach Morris. Yeah, no, Zach Morris no <laughs> screech or Screech. <laughs> or screech. Um, so the, this is where the phrase saved by the, the bell came from. Uh, and it's also where the term graveyard shift came from because people were assigned to walk the cemetery at night and listen for the sound of bells. To see if anybody wasn't really dead. Now, oh, wow. now
0: that I, now when I hear a bell, I'm now you're I'm, just gonna think of that. I'm every gonna be time. creeped out.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's
1: so creepy. So I, I there's again there's so much haunted history of New Orleans that's just amazing. I that's a that's a very small fraction of it, but I highly recommend taking that tour uh, from I Love and then uh, you can find a couple of other ones on YouTube as well that are really great.
0: Yeah, that's definitely one of the places I plan to visit. One day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's on the top of my list. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, not during Mardi Gras, but just... No, during Halloween. Well, yeah, that Fuck or Mardi just Grap. in general, like, you know, because I'm going to go for the history and well, and for the food. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's all about the food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the other really cool places that you
2: can go tour is the uh, Winchester mystery house in San Jose, California. Um, Unfortunately due to the COVID-19, they aren't offering the in-house tours at this time, Um, but you can do a virtual tour. Uh, I think it's about eight 99 online. Um, Honestly, the virtual tours, they're cool, but I definitely would like suggest going and actually experiencing this particular tour. Um, I think they offer a few different tours. One of them is just the general tour. Um, It's about an hour long. Um, I think they explore about 110 rooms in the house. Um, But uh, when we went in particular a couple years ago, we actually did what was called the Explore More Tour. And it takes you into a few more rooms of the house that they generally don't take the public into, oh, nice. um, which obviously that's where all the fun stuff happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, the only thing that I have to say was a bit of a bummer, but I guess I kind of understand is they don't allow you to take any photos. Boring. No pictures whatsoever uh, inside the house. They let the house. do it. Right. You yeah. Well, what can I take um, pictures? And I don't I'm not a hundred percent sure exactly why, but I think one of them has to do with Sarah Winchester and her history. She didn't allow any photos taken of her. Um she was a very private woman. Um and a, as as we all know, a lot superstitious. <laughs> yeah. Um but she I think there's only record of one or maybe a cup maybe two photos of her. Um, actually being taken and one of them was taken without her permission like while she wasn't looking someone snapped a photo of oh. her and that's one of the most common photos that you'll see is um that photo of her in the carriage mm-hmm. um, oh, yep. kind of with her head turned you can't really see mm-hmm. her face um it's a really interesting house um it used to be a lot bigger apparently it was a seven-story house but then in 1906 oh uh the great san francisco earthquake caused a uh, four stories of that house to come down you mean it
1: wasn't ben from the movie winchester no it
2: was not (laughs) um and apparently during that earthquake she actually got trapped um and the uh some of the people that were on the property had to get her out with a crowbar like crow you know like just get all that rubble and stuff out um because she was trapped in the room um but so now it's a three-story house Um, when you do the Explore More Tour, I think the tour gets extended by about 20 to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really cool. There's definitely a lot of, um, history. Um, there's like 40 staircases, over 160 bedrooms, 13 bathrooms, 47 fireplaces. Our dream house, right? Like, we could just literally go totally (laughs) and do whatever we want. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just a really beautiful structure. Um, there's, um... You know, a couple parts of the house that are really interesting. One of them is the boiler room where they say to see a lot of apparitions.
1: Everything and- bad happens in the boiler yeah, room all the time. It's always the boiler it's room. It's always the lawyer and it's always the boiler room.
2: Every single time. Um, and the other uh, really interesting room of the house that we got to um, get to take a look at was what was called the witch's cap, which you can see pictures of that online. It's that circular oh, cone okay. that's on the top of the house. Um Most think that it was mainly used for storage. Um, But, you know, there's definitely a lot of stories about that room. Um, One of the things that was really interesting was when you do the Explore More tour, they actually take you into that room. Oh. And um, what it does basically is, um, you know, when you stand in the center and talk, the sound surrounds you and it like bounces back kind of like an echo. And it's really cool. Um, Me and Chris both stood in the middle and, and did it and... You know, it's really cool just hearing your voice kind of like bounce back at you. And it's a small room. Mm -hmm. It's not like a big empty space. So that's um, the really interesting part. But one thing that I noticed, because there were a lot of, you know, areas of the house. It's a really big house. Um, And one of the things I noticed when standing in the witch's cap um, was that there was a cold spot in that room. And Mm. I don't know where it was coming from because there was like, No venting at all. Um, And I definitely felt a bit of a chill when I was in that room. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's always the chill, (laughs) today. Always the lawyer, always the boiler room, always the chill. You know, I never felt like I was (laughs) strong enough to see anything, but I definitely feel like sometimes, you know, you feel something. I'm sure you girls have also (laughs) felt that. Um, And then, you know, as far as, like, apparitions and ghost stories, there are so many um, to talk about, but um, most of the things that that people have experienced there is lights turning on and off, doorknobs turning, you know, doors getting slammed shut, that kind of thing. Um, and as far as apparitions, like one of the the biggest ones that they report is um, Clyde, who you see frequently pushing a wheelbarrow. Oh, and he's a you know he's a gentleman. Probably worked on the grounds. They don't really you know go into the story of you know, what he did there, or maybe what happened, but just a nice guy who loves. Yeah. You know, just good old Clyde, just hanging out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then there have been reports, you know, from some of the employees that they've seen, you know, um, a figure of a woman, you know, in, in, in black or, or white. And um, just uh, some of those other really cool things um, they did make a, a movie about it. I'm yes. as we all saw, mm-hmm. um, Helen <laughs> It was cool cuz they did film a lot of the um the movie on the actual property. Oh, I didn't know that. So a lot of those like hallways and stairways that you see are actually f- From the actual
1: house oh that's kind of cool they made an exception to the no pictures
0: rule right right Right. oh so i did kind of get to see a little bit of it without seeing it and
2: like i don't know if you noticed but some of those stairways were really weird uh shaped she Mm -hmm. was a really really short woman so she had all these stairways made specially for her so she could get up the stairs and they're very short and very short people problems you know
1: i have a a complaint about this
0: i would i would like those stairs i have a complaint about this
1: Y'all already get the like standard length on dresses and pants. You don't need your own staircases
2: too.
0: But if I'm building my own house <laughs> right. and it's for me. Right. I mean, I'm I'm with I'm with uh, Sarah Winchester.
2: Right. And one of the <laughs> and one of the biggest stories about the house and how it came to be built was uh, she actually consulted with a medium who told her to move, you know, up up north and and buy a house and continue building this house because She believed that the um, spirits of all, all the spirits that were killed by guns that were made by her husband's company came to haunt her. So she, you know, sounds
1: legit. So she
2: was advised Mm -hmm. by this medium to continue building to appease the spirits. So that is all true (laughs) parts (laughs) of the movie. Um, But uh, you know, they started building the house in 1884 and, and then it, it continued until her death in 1922. So, um, another, another house with a lot, what, a couple hundred years mm-hmm. on it. Um, and it seems that, you know, that seems to be a big common ground with a lot of these haunted places is just, you know, so much history, how yeah. old they are. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was definitely a really, really fun tour. And I definitely recommend it um, once COVID is over. <laughs> nice. and the virtual tour here says what nine bucks it's nine bucks um i don't it don't probably only shows some photos mm-hmm. and things like that definitely not as um you know uh, integrative as the main tour mm-hmm. but it's it's still you know if you want to check it out and just see some cool photos the house itself was just beautiful oh
1: yeah absolutely it's
2: just you know the way it was constructed she was weird but um <laughs> and she like even you know stairways going into the ceiling mm-hmm. for what reason you know, who knows? Who knows? Because but.
0: she's short and she wants to reach the <laughs> ceiling. I, I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of it.
2: <laughs> right. But it's, it's just a really cool, uh, cool place to go see. And I think that, um, you know, there's definitely some haunted stuff going going on over there. All right. Oh, for sure.
0: Cool.
2: Well done. Thank you.
0: Yay. Well, another one that has a nice little virtual tour is the Perrin House and most of you know it is yeah from (laughs) the 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 conjuring Conjuring (laughs) i
1: am so excited we're talking about this one
2: because i'll admit it was because of you guys that i got into all of this stuff (laughs) (laughs) i don't know
0: if i would live at this before (laughs) you guys i was not brave enough Mm. to even watch the conjuring
1: there's there's two people that own it now uh Corey and Jennifer Heinzen. Yes. Corey and Jennifer, if I said your last name wrong, I'm really sorry.
0: <laughs> it sounded about, it, that's how I was going right. to pronounce it. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it's just hard for me, I think, it, to buy a house that I know, like, somebody was just, like, some weird stuff went on, or somebody was just really murdered.
1: Like the Amityville house? Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, or, like, people buying the you know, uh Sharon Tate's house and, on
1: Cielo Drive.
0: Yeah, like I just that's kind just of a me bit really twisted. But like <laughs> this one, it's like I don't know. I I believe in in ghosts and like evil spirits <laughs> that are in the world. So, um and then I read a lot about Ed and Lorraine Warren and their investigations and I don't know. Like I mean, obviously I wasn't there, so I don't know if it actually really happened, but when I mean, you just read stuff about The things that they did, and you know, the things that happened at this house, it just I don't know, it kind of makes you wonder. You're just kind of like, Yeah, I don't know if I would (laughs) live
1: there. Well, and this one's not like the so, this one's based on the first Conjuring movie, but. Well, the con- the first, I should say this the other way, the first Conjuring movie is based on this yes. house and yes. the story of the Perrin family, but the second one was based on the story of the Enfield poltergeist, which was actually proven to be completely false. Yeah. So this one's a little different because nobody has completely debunked it. Yeah. Right.
0: So that's why I guess I feel a little bit like, how does Corey and Jennifer survive?
1: <laughs> well, and they had said that they're already experiencing some things and they just bought that house in June of
2: 2019. Oh, wow. So not even a year
0: later.
1: No. And they've already experienced a ton of things.
0: Well, I'll be sitting back with my popcorn watching to see what happens.
2: (laughs) (laughs) To move into a property like that, you really have to be brave because Mm -hmm. even just living next to a cemetery and knowing how much passes through... You know, it's just mm-hmm. to be in a, a place where it's just all there and sitting there. It's kind of.
1: Sidebar, when Jared's brother graduated from West Point in, oh, dear God, was that 2009? Yep. Uh, his parents rented out a huge house in upstate New York near near West Point. Um, and we all stayed to go to Kyle's graduation. And. This this house was amazing. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. It was huge. And it's on like this big open acre property with like a stream and, and all this other business in it. But something felt weird the whole time. So we walked across just down to the end of the street to just explore a little bit. And right across the street from that house was a cemetery with all different kinds of headstones dating back to the 1700s. And I'm going, huh. Mm. <laughs> this explains something thing see or two. Fancy that. <laughs> yeah.
0: It just... I don't know, I feel, like I said, I just feel weird about <laughs> staying in places where I know, like, really bad things happened. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but you can see this um, walkthrough. It's a video titled Ghost Hunting at the Real Conjuring House. It's on YouTube. Um, and um, these two guys, they were actually allowed to go in and video and um, do a walkthrough. So you basically kind of see all the places um, kind of sort of like what the uh, Conjuring movie predict um, showed uh, as far as like the her being lifted in the basement. They went down in the basement and kind of spent some time in there. Um, uh, Also, they talked about the main spirit um, known as Bathsheba. Um, Basically, like, she's just very, very angry spirit that you know, lives on this property. Um, but also in her real life, she wasn't a very nice person either, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, again, another reason why I probably would not stay there. <laughs> 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 um, but her name was um, Bathsheba Sherman, and she actually lived on the parents' property in the mid-1800s. Um, you know, and it was rumored that she practiced a lot of witchcraft and, and then they're saying that there's also involvement of um, a baby that died in the the neighborhood. They're they're saying that she may have had some involvement, um, basically killing the the child in a sa- a satanic ritual uh, with a large sewing needle to the brain.
1: Ew. why? That's a bad way to go. Why?
0: <laughs> but um, apparently she was not buried far from where the conjuring house is. So that's why they believe that there is a lot of, uh, paranormal activity. Um, and then also mentioning, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren, you know, they went there to investigate the farmhouse and they were hoping to get rid of the evil spirits, uh, you know, for the Perrin family when they were living there. Um, and I don't know if you guys all know this, but I mean, they, the, the Warren family, they, investigated over ten thousand cases Wow, a um, lot of cases yeah Lorraine Warren uh she claimed to be clairvoyant um she had a seance in the the Perrin farmhouse and you know basically she was just trying to contact the ghosts that were tormenting them to just you know kind of get rid of them and apparently in the middle of this seance uh Carolyn Perrin seemed to be to, to become possessed, speaking in tongues. The chair was raising in the air. And you can also, you know, see that in the <laughs> in the movie as well. <laughs> it's just... Uh, <laughs> Possession is definitely one of those subjects that
2: scares me. Yeah. yeah. It,
0: I That's what I was saying. It's just, like I said, it's hard for me to want to even be in there. Like, even watching the video, like, I don't know. It's not that I felt uncomfortable, but, like, just knowing that... There's many people who, you know, talk about this. I mean, the Warrens and the Perrin family, and no one has been able to say that it didn't happen or it was a lie. So it just kind of gives you this real creepy feeling <laughs> and the,
1: the fun part about this particular walkthrough too is that uh andrew perrin does it with these guys yes oh, and, Wow. yeah and she wrote three books on her experiences growing up in that house i don't know kid. if i
0: could read that yeah it might be kind of
1: I, I made it through one.
0: Oh, you did yeah, okay well if one. you can make it through one then i think i'm gonna have to try the first one's like
1: pretty mild it's all it's not as dramatic as the uh, you know like hollywood to be dramatic about things
0: right um it's not as dramatic as the
1: movie with you know the ghost of Ashiba jumping off of the armoire and all that business um but it's a lot of like the knocking and and all that business and the things kind of moving around yeah, and
0: so forth things being launched across the room yeah
2: if yeah, we yeah, yeah. ever go to any haunted place and stay there and
0: there's some fucking knocking them out dude i'm just like no <laughs> I'll, I'll be in, out. Out. I'll I'll be in, in my <laughs> I know I have a shirt that says Indoorsy, but I will be in my car. <laughs> I'm going to be outdoorsy AF right now. <laughs> Far away from all the activity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think, um, but also in this uh, virtual experience, I, I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, they allowed these guys to go in there because, I mean, now I I believe you could still watch this video, but I know there also, there's another virtual tour. Um I forget how much it is, but they're offering it so people can, you know, see. I guess was it more like twenty dollars? Yeah. yeah, it was like twenty
1: bucks for unlimited access, and yes. then like which ten dollars you for know a day you're only something. gonna
2: see something if you're like on there at like 2 a.m. watching right. Like right from like two to four right.
0: which i'm good <laughs> i don't think i don't think i want to sleep, sleep. I, don't,
1: I don't even like it when i just randomly wake up in the middle of the night and it's always at 3 a.m.
2: i'm like really nope really next time that happens text me
0: because i bet you i'll be awake too <laughs> i know but also i just want you to text me just if there's anything like floating around in your room i want to know my problem is my eyes place play tricks on me at mm-hmm. night
2: and when i start looking at shadows and things and then my i start to imagine like figures or faces and i oh,
1: swear to god that night i feel bad i'm so sorry jared i know i scared the shit out of him that one night when it obviously three o'clock in the morning i woke up and there was a figure in our bedroom and I don't know oh, if no. it was my eyes playing tricks on me <laughs> or what, but it was a very clear outline of a man standing by the window. And I freaked out and I woke up Jared. I'm like, Jared, there's somebody in the room. There's somebody in the room. <laughs> and, like, but, you know, Peanut's are really good uh, warning system when she's not being lazy. So if it would have <laughs> been something, then I'm sure that, she would have witnessed it. I don't know if it was just my eyes playing tricks on me, but I swear to God, there was somebody standing No, in my I room. think
2: so, because I think that dogs <laughs> and cats definitely sense that presence mm-hmm. of something else in the room. Like, you'll see them just stand up and start barking at absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Oh, she does or, it all the time. You know, and you're like, what's there? Maybe we can't see it, mm-hmm. but
0: that doesn't mean they can't. Yeah, mm-hmm, my, so. my cats in the middle of the night, I'll sometimes hear them like doing that cackle sound, mm-hmm. and they're just staring at something. I'm like... Nope, I'm just going to put the covers on my head and go (laughs) back to sleep.
2: The
1: scariest scariest thing that she does is, because this house was built in 1930, um, so it's almost 100 years old now. Right. And the scariest damn thing is when she goes to the heater vent that's in the floor because, you know, old houses had the... Oh, right. Under heating duct and such. And there's that big grate in the dining room and she just stands there and stares down at it and growls nope. at oh, it. Nope. Like, please don't tell me Pennywise is living underneath exactly my house. What I was thinking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or just in general, anybody living down right. there. Right. <laughs> oh. Oh, but anyway, but it was a really good virtual tour. Um, either if you do the YouTube video or you you pay for the other experience. Um, they, you know, provided a lot of uh, history of the property. And, you know, the couple seemed pretty cool. And they were, you know, cool with answering questions and whatnot about living in the house. But I I wish them all the best. Good <laughs> luck, like <lot> folks. <laughs> because I couldn't do it. Um, yeah. You know, I will watch you guys all day jump and scream in the movie theater watching a scary movie. The maze that horror made here was enough for me and Sarah.
2: <laughs> Oh, like, I man. That
1: I, <laughs> I don't do demon nuns, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. You don't do nuns, she doesn't do clowns, I don't do dolls, no. okay? Like that's the yeah, way it it's just <laughs> <laughs> But I mean overall I thought it was a, a good experience and you know and also like we mentioned, you know, last week they're you know preparing for a, another conjuring movie in that Yay! series. So hopefully we get some more stories from Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, and if you haven't gone to their website, check it out. There is a picture of the real Annabelle, Annabelle, sorry, Annabelle, Annabelle doll, Didn't which is a Raggedy Ann. doll, a real Raggedy Ann doll? She a Raggedy like Ann
1: doll. doll. I knew Not- both
2: those dolls when I was a kid.
1: Well, like, honestly <laughs> and truly, the real Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann is creepier to me than the it one is. in the movie. It is. 100%. Because Raggedy Ann's scary as fuck.
0: But, I mean, sorry, the one in yeah. the the one that they made in the movie too also very creepy <laughs> she
1: was creepy raggedy and creepy
0: in yeah. more of a creepy puppet kind of way yeah. mm-hmm. but this is like
1: in the same a childhood way, doll yeah that yeah.
2: everybody had yeah and, th- and that's everybody what makes it one. so
1: scary right as opposed to like howdy doody because howdy doody's just fucking scary on um, his own. he was
2: haunted
0: too okay right. i'm just saying oh, did you guys have cricket
2: no i only nope, had just howdy me doody. yeah and i
0: threw her in the trash my mom didn't know <laughs> Threw her in the she trash. started talking. Well,
1: no, although my my Furby Sorry. that I had when I was a kid started talking like nope. without being known up. No, those
2: things were possessed. I killed mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think my think my mom ended up putting it in the
2: freezer to to, to kill the batteries. I'm pretty sure so I much. drowned
0: it. Oh my gosh. It's
2: like, here's this $100 toy. It's yeah. gonna kill it. Bye-bye.
0: Well, just like Teddy Rubskin, I ripped off his mouth because he bit me. So uh, <laughs> okay. I was three. <laughs> and he scared me. <laughs> so there's that.
1: <laughs> well, and the last virtual tour that we have on our podcast to discuss today is the Paris Catacombs, Ooh. which I'm dying to go
0: to. No pun intended One day when yeah. we go to Paris, which
2: someday. I
0: went on a school trip back in high school to Paris and I asked if I could go there along with the Moulin Rouge, but I was. 13, and he didn't think it was appropriate. (laughs) We'll go there.
1: So, super cool facts about the Paris Catacombs. So, these were actually, it was built as an underground ossuary that holds the remains of more than 6 million people.
2: Mass tomb.
1: Mass tomb. So, for a little bit of uh, size perspective, because the catacombs were originally a mine that was built underneath the city. Oh. Um, and just so that you have an idea of size, it's it extends under the city of Paris approximately 2,000 acres for those of us on the metric system. Under the plane of Montague, on, on right? Metric, yeah, not on the metric system, I'm sorry. For those of us on... Uh, dumb U.S. calculation system. It's it's roughly 2,000 acres. uh, For our friends in metric, that's 800 hectares. Um, So these were, the catacombs were built as a solution to the city's problems with storing dead bodies. So Back in the uh, 1700s, and the 18th century, there were so many graves all around the city that were starting to collapse from
2: all the decomposing bodies Oof. that they had to do something. Wasn't it causing like a health issue, like a major health crisis as well in totally the city? It totally was, yeah. And, and,
1: and all the decomposing bodies were like sinking into the Oof. water table and such. Oof. Yeah, so <laughs> huge, huge health crisis in, in Paris. So that the solution was to create the catacombs under the city. So from 1785 to 1787, the first batches of bodies were moved down to the tombs that were, and and everybody was emptied out of their existing sites, whether it was a church, a different cemetery and so forth. So all of these bodies were transferred down to the catacombs uh, until after the French revolution in 1814. Um, So, this just, it's it's so massive and so expansive. I had no idea how extensive these were. But if you go on to, you can Google the site. If you just Google Paris Catacombs Virtual Tour, uh, you can actually find this little walkthrough. Or it's, the site is catacombs.paris.fr-en-virtual-visit.
0: <laughs> uh, or just
1: Google... Paris <laughs> Catacombs virtual
2: tour. The pictures are really cool. The pictures
1: are crazy. Yeah. So it it's neat because you walk underneath and they take you to some of the different um, signs and such. And obviously, there's probably the most iconic uh, picture images that people think about when they think about the catacombs, which is the skulls in the wall with all the bones and such that are stacked Ooh. on top You're of like, each hey, other. Is that
0: rock? Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a skull.
1: And then there's also uh, my my dear favorite. Both in, I just love the investigations and the places that they go, uh, but also I love how ridiculous and over-the-top dramatic they are. <laughs> My favorite, Zach Bagans, actually did a show called Netherworld uh, that's on YouTube that you can go through, and he walks you down through some of the different parts of the catacombs that are not covered in the virtual tour. Oh. So to access... The the catacombs, you have to have special permission to go into different parts because people have disappeared. There's oh. a group of folks that are called cataphiles that for the most part sounds like uh, refer to or prefer to remain anonymous uh, because you can get in deep trouble for breaking into the catacombs and going where you're not supposed to. Um, but you have to find one of these people. And on the show, he actually finds a random French lady and my turns says, hey, do you know a cataphile they can get me down here? Because I want to go to all these different places that the cops won't let me go. Uh, so they go down and there's actually people that are partying down there and talking <laughs> about some of the weird stuff that they've oh, wow. seen on the show. Oh, boy. Yeah, super creepy. But a lot of people have disappeared in the catacombs, whether mm-hmm. they are uh, haunted by the spirits of people that are buried down there or... Something else. Uh, there's actually footage that they've captured of a cataphile that went missing down oh. there. So you see the his camera footage of him running, and you can hear him breathing like something—he's running from something that's chasing him. And then he drops his camera, and then you don't see anything or hear anything, and you, you know you don't see from him ever again.
2: See, this is why deep caves also a no-go. No, hard no
1: pass, <laughs> no hard go. Pass.
2: That's where no. my indoorsy shirt comes into play. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean. You've seen all those cave movies where there's like monsters and stuff like living down there and they like eat you.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And apparently, so there's the main entrance where you because you can actually book a tour. You can't do it right now, obviously, because pandemic. But uh, when COVID-19 is over, you can actually book a tour and go into specific parts of the catacombs. But there are different access points all around the city that are just basically manhole covers. Hmm. And you just lift them up and you can go down, but it's a, it's like a steel rung ladder in the side of the wall that leads you down to this cement spiral staircase. That's almost vertical going down. So it's
2: just so expansive that it's like literally under the entire city. Yep.
1: 2000 square. So crazy huge. Um, but there's a ton of famous people that are notable people that are buried down there. Um, You can't access, like I said, there's a lot that you can't access because there are so many dead ends and there are so many tight spaces and such, and it's just really treacherous walking space. So you can't go, you can't get the city's approval to go, but uh, from the Netherworld documentary that I saw, that doesn't stop a lot of people, there's this whole like underground counterculture that likes to go down and Hang out and party in the catacombs. Which- I totally get
0: lost. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> I get lost. Absolutely, I get lost and die down there. Yeah. and there's and there's no lights or anything. I'm, no, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. that was the
1: other thing that uh, that Zach Bagans had talked about. Is pitch black down there, like just complete and utter darkness. Nope. And of course, it's not a party until Zach Bagans puts on his gas mask. So. <laughs> Of course, the gas mask makes an appearance as well,
2: uh, which just makes my heart so happy. <laughs> I've, I've decided on my new Halloween costume, guys. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I feel like that's going to be everybody's costume yeah. wearing gas mask. Yep. <laughs> I saw someone wearing one in the grocery store the other day, oh. like full hazmat suit, like gas mask. Mm-hmm. Like, what? <laughs> oh, it's great.
1: And uh, and that, something else that I learned from watching this little documentary is you actually couldn't access these at all until 1809 and then they were open to the public but you had to have an appointment in order to go. Mm. Um and then after the the years passed and such during the 19th century uh, they started making some different arrangements for, you know, quarterly openings and such and now you can go anytime to specific areas without needing permission, just book the tour. Uh, And they see roughly 550,000 people a year go through and visit the catacombs.
2: Wow. Apparently, also, if you want a Stairmaster, it's like 243 steps to
0: get down there.
1: Shit, that's a lot of stairs.
0: I'll be working on my fitness before I go there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So super, super cool, super creepy um dying to no pun intended dying to go visit uh <laughs> dying <laughs> to see yeah, exactly. when <laughs> when this pandemic's all over but yeah super fun
0: uh, well i'm just glad that there's things available out there to keep us entertained while this pandemic is still happening mm-hmm. lots of uh fun virtual
2: tours and research and things that you can look into and actually get the history onto and not just yeah. sure. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, definitely with this, it's made me really kind of like... Reappreciate history. Yeah, well, and dive deep and really find out more about these places and why they're so haunted and, you know, everything. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you guys get a chance, please check these out if you're you're bored of binging everything on Netflix. Never. (laughs) Well... Well, I mean, when you're done watching it, you guys gotta go no, to something else. Truthfully, eventually
2: they are going to run out
0: of things to watch. Right.
1: I'm just waiting for another Tiger King documentary, personally. <laughs> Free Joe Exotic.
0: Oh, that's another horror story we can
2: <laughs> Is that
0: considered horror? Yeah. I
1: mean. I'm sorry. That bitch, Carol Baskin, is the
2: greatest villain ever oh, yeah. to be created. Okay, seriously. So we need to do a TikTok video. <laughs> like everybody oh, Carol else. Carol
0: Baskin. <laughs> like, next week we'll be talking about Carol no her okay. husband whacked him.
1: We'll save it for the true crime podcasts.
0: Oh, right, exactly.
1: <laughs> we'll talk to her, to the ghost of her husband, though. We'll have, I'll pull the Ouija board out and we'll try to talk to him. Yeah, oh, that'll be fun. Alright, friends, so that wraps up our podcast episode for today. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, You can download our podcast wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. Uh, If you have any questions for us or if you have feedback or you'd like us to cover something in specific, please email thesquadghouls at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram. Creep it real.
0: And we'll scare you later.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.